0: And welcome to episode 25 of the Cinefessions podcast. I am one of your three hosts. My name's Brandon Schowan. Chris, Ash, how are you guys tonight? Chris, how are you?
1: I'm awesome.
0: Excellent. Are you excited to be wrapping up Sense8 tonight?
1: Fuck yes.
0: (laughs) And how about you, Ash? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Excellent. so this episode, we are wrapping up the Sense8 Season 1, the Netflix original series of Sense8 Season 1, mind you. Um, so I'm pretty damn excited to talk about Episode 12. But first, before we do that, Ash, what did you do this past week?
2: Uh got a couple reviews done. Um, I've been working on uh, getting Vermintide. Now that they've actually got the full game out for Vermintide, I've been actually doing a review on that. And it's okay. Um it's got some issues. Um, <laughs> I, well, I mean, the game's good. It's just, it's a bit repetitive, even though they've got different areas. And, and it's the same problems I had with Left 4 Dead. Um, it's the same enemies, same tactics to fight those enemies. And it's just, you know, slightly different situations that you get into with them. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, let's see, we finished Once Upon a Time. Uh, the season that, last season was up on Netflix. Um, trying to think what else we watched. Uh, well, obviously the two of the, uh, the two movies I reviewed for the site, uh, yeah,
0: make note, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre review is live on cinefessions.com right now. And the Last Sauce on the Left review will be live tomorrow, but by the time this podcast goes up, it will be live as well. So make sure you check out both of those. Those were uh, first time viewings for both of them for you, correct?
2: Yes. Um, I mean, I'd seen bits and pieces of Texas Chainsaw before and Last Sauce, just like uh in interviews and stuff, but I never actually sat down to watch them. Um uh so that was kinda cool. Um the uh let's see what else did I watch? Oh, I started into American Horror Story Freak Show, got a couple episodes into that, and I'm already highly disturbed.
3: <laughs> so
2: uh I'm both liking and I, I don't know if I actually really like this season or if they're just going way too overboard with the the camp. Um, but, I hear the uh, next
0: season, the one that Chris is watching, is even crazier than Freak Show, right?
1: It, it's just it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the problem with Freak Show is like the first five episodes are great, yeah, and then they do something and it just dies. It just like, <laughs> Uh oh. The entire show just stops dead being interesting and just. It, it's weird. I, I don't know why. Hmm. Um, and then what was the other one we watched?
2: Uh, what was the other show we watched, babe? Oh, God, I can't remember. What was the other show we watched? American Horror Stories, we've been watching. We finished Once Upon a Time. Oh, yeah, we watched Hemlock Grove. All the last season of Hemlock Grove. Oh, okay. Um,. Yeah, it was that one was as weird as always.
3: Um
2: uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um they I the ending was brutal. I'll give it that. The mm-hmm. last last two episodes like most of their the other two like the other two seasons are pretty brutal. Um let's just say that uh, nobody gets a happy ending. We'll leave it at that. Okay. Um but yeah, it was I, I like the way they I kinda like the way they wrapped it up, and on the other hand I was kinda like disappointed that you know uh disappointed that they um it was weird, it was really convoluted. Like most other episodes are really convoluted anyway, but I mean it was like really convoluted. <laughs> uh, definitely if you're going to watch it, um like watch the last three or four episodes in a row. Don't mm-hmm. yeah, don't Skip out on that one because you'll get lost real quick.
0: Gotcha. Now, Chris, are you caught up to where he is now or are you still behind on that one?
1: Uh, I didn't watch the season yet. Okay. I have too many shows on my plate right now. so Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so that's where I'm at there.
0: Awesome. Very good. And I'll just comment. Um, I was sending messages to Ash as I was editing. Each section of his Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> review, uh, just because uh, I was, you know, disagreeing with him throughout the majority of it. Um, cause that's, I, I love that movie. Uh, and it's actually on sale through Halloween. You can get the, uh, Black Maria, uh, semi-truck replica edition of the, the 40th anniversary Blu-ray and it's only 40 bucks. So I've, I've been contemplating if I'm going to buy it or not, but. Uh, I already owned, I I owned two copies of it. I got rid of one. So now I have one copy, but uh, it's, I, 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 I love you that movie. buy
1: it and then I, give away your copy.
0: Yeah, it's always on, a good option.
1: Podcasting.
0: I can't remember which version is the one I own now, but it was one I bought recently. It had a really awesome documentary on it that you can actually watch on YouTube because I was watching, I was pulling up the trailer for the TCM. And we're talking about the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre in mind. Uh, I pulled up the trailer for it. And after that played, it would like auto-played in the next movie or the next YouTube video. And it was that that documentary on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it was really awesome. Uh, so definitely recommend watching that one. I can't remember what the title of it is, but you can Google it, I'm sure, and you'll be able to find it on YouTube. So definitely check that out if you, if you like the film. But yeah, and then I was uh, suggesting, because by now the only person that I'm talking to that doesn't know what Ash's Last House on the Left remake entails, is, or not... Remake, but review rather review of the original Wes Craven film is Chris, but
1: no, I wasn't letterboxed.
0: Yeah, oh, okay, there you go. Um, But (laughs) but Ash, you know, obviously you weren't a big fan of it. But I highly suggest seeking out that remake because basically the remake is going to fix everything that you disliked about the original. Uh, Mm. I absolutely love the remake. Um, On Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I probably liked the original so damn hard. I don't know. I love both the original and the remake, and I don't think I could really pick up which one I like better, because remake. they... I know you like... I, I cut you off, but Chris said So rem- pretty. It is. Which Jessica, the remake?
2: You
3: know? Ooh, yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: The remake was... I don't know. I, I, it's hard to compare because they did have very different budgets, but at the same time I actually gave a shit about the people. Even just a smidgen in the remake. And they do absolutely... as. Chris likes to say, um, they did absolutely nothing for the first 33 minutes. I looked. The first 33 <laughs> fucking minutes of Texas Chainsaw Massacre is completely wasted. You could skip it entirely and not miss a damn thing.
0: That opening scene is awesome, but it's better in the remake.
1: Yeah. Oh, with the Hitchhiker?
0: Yeah. The, um... Uh, what was I going to say? You, you, oh, the I made a list a, a while back. It was yeah. the the top 10 reasons I'll always give remakes a chance and and Texas chance massacre was number one on that list because it's, you know, really kind of what drove me back into horror in high school because it came out at just such a perfect time in my life where, you know, it was just brutal. Uh, you know, it was kind of the, the beginning of that and it wasn't really a torture porn film, but it's just the brutality of that. Uh, it was kind of the start of that in mainstream cinema and that really is what kind of drove me toward horror it's a, you know, I liked it since I saw Scream and Blair Witch Project when I was younger, but that really kind of uh, drove it home at that point. And so I'm a huge fan of the remake. But uh, Last House on the Left, the remake, I, in my opinion, is, is definitely a better film than the original. Now, Chris, I think you disagree with me, don't you? About what? The Last House on the Left. You like the original better than the remake, am I right?
1: Correct. Okay. Okay.
0: Is there any reason in particular that you prefer the original?
1: I can't even remember anymore. Okay. I haven't I haven't seen a remake since it like came out.
0: Yeah, I saw it in theaters, and I haven't seen it since, but I really need to watch that again. Apparently, I'm going to be home alone all weekend for Halloween here, because Woo-hoo! we're just going partying, and I don't party. And so, maybe I'll have to watch it this weekend.
1: Come on, all the slutty nun outfits and nurse outfits.
0: I ain't dressing up. Fuck that noise. Forget so it. since we're
1: on this thing, mm-hmm. I'm going to put Ash on the spot. Good. And l- last night at Trivia, there was a question. Of put these five horror films in the order of theatrical release. So earliest to oldest. And don't cheat. And no cheating. Okay. So the films are The Ring.
3: The okay, Blair which Witch
1: ring? The, with, the American the, Ring? Just American. These are all American films. Okay. The Ring, Blair Witch Project, Scream, Paranormal Activity, and Saw. Put them in the order of theatrical release. Screams first. Um, Blair
2: Witch. Uh, let's see, what are my three left? The Ring,
1: Paranormal Activity, and Saw.
2: Oh wait, no, 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 no. Um, hmm. The Ring and Saw, and then Paranormal Activity. I hate you
0: I know. I told. If you got it right, I told you I was going to slit my wrists in shame, and now I have to go find a fucking razor. I hope you're happy. Yeah,
1: Yeah, we both got it (laughs) wrong. We both got a. Scream and Blair Witch Project mixed up,
2: and I don't know. It's so uh, see, 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 you know why I got that one right. I saw Scream before I met my wife uh, in theaters, and on v- on, Blue- on VHS before um, I met my wife. Uh, Blair Witch, we went and saw together opening weekend <laughs> in the theaters. And that's uh,
1: partially why I remember that. See, for me, I saw Blair Witch in the theater, but I saw Scream on VHS.
0: Exactly, me too. Yeah, and exactly the math
1: right. didn't add up in my head because I knew Scream Three came out in two thousand or at the end of ninety nine. Yeah, because it opened for Christmas or something weird like that, and I knew there was a like a couple year gap between two and three, so it wasn't making sense in my head. But I was like, no, it it's obvious because I wasn't thirteen when Scream came out, but apparently I was. <laughs> and then I realized it turns twenty next year. Mm-hmm. Crazy.
0: Well, congratulations to Ash! You win our respect and our admiration. Yes, I hope that's at least enough.
1: one of us got it. Exactly, because <laughs> <laughs> my my trivia team was winning, and that was the final question, and I totally fucked it all up. I was. Devastated. <laughs> I was. It was. I was like, oh, and like I knew it, and I, you know, what I, I had like six, seven beers, and then rushed, rushed mm-hmm. on through.
0: I know I was I was upset at myself too for not knowing and I didn't have anybody else to uh, uh to let down like, like you did Chris <laughs> so
1: well, I'm just glad you made the exact same mistake I did I know and and the <laughs> way I had figured it out is I worked at a movie theater when the ring opened Oh okay so, so I knew that was in the middle and saw open right when I moved to Pennsylvania and then I actually got I got a hold of paranormal activity before it even hit theaters Oh, okay. So I knew that it came later, so.
0: right? So, yeah. speaking but of Chris, let's... what did you end up doing this week?
1: oh, oh my God, what didn't I do? <laughs> you know, um, God, what's Settle I in, do? ladies and gentlemen. Here <laughs> no, we go. Um... <laughs> Please, I don't. I don't think I did that much. I don't think you know there was some drinking and oh, i had this burrito of death and then i went for indian food <laughs> not in the same day cuz that would be awful <laughs> but my bowels were like killing me i almost left work early one day cuz i was like i can't leave the bathroom man my ass is on fire wow i'd leave i'd run right back i'd leave and i'd run right back cuz i ordered hot at the indian restaurant um i did play some games i had more free rental codes from red box because that's all they do is send me free rental codes it's crazy (laughs) but um i rented the order 1886 which i had rented back when i back in like april or may and it sucks it's a pretty crappy game Hmm. it's kind of like it's weird because um it's it's filled with qtes there's some chapters where it's just plot and you don't do anything oh Uh, dear god it's it's weird, and the, the gunplay feels exactly like the gunplay in the original Uncharted,
3: mm-hmm. which I've
1: been renting on and off. Yeah. And it's very stiff and awkward. But at least with Uncharted, which obviously came out, like, I don't know, a long time ago, six, seven, eight years ago. Right. Uh-huh. And, you know, The Order came out this year. <laughs> um. The Order has much tighter spaces. And for some reason, they have these shotgun guys who wear, like, nothing but metal armor. So they're, like, nearly impossible to kill. And they one-hit kill you, even on easy. So... You just have to pray that, like, you can unleash enough bullets into it while running like a little girl (laughs) and hiding. Because basically, you enter like a tiny room, you hide behind something, you pop up, shoot... Wait to heal. pop-up, shoot. Like, there's nothing there. Um, it wasn't very good, but I did finally beat it. So I was excited. Is
0: the story interesting at all?
1: Uh, It gets a little interesting in the end, and then it just kind of is like, I don't care. Oh. But nothing. <laughs> <Like> it... <laughs> were, yeah, you about, yeah. were you about nope. to say it? Nope. nope no, <laughs> no, I wasn't. It, it's really slow, and it takes its time like throwing in like the werewolves and the vampires. Yeah. But then they hardly show up. Okay. So I think you killed ten werewolves in the whole game. Because oh, there's there's a trophy for it.
0: I thought it was a werewolf game.
1: <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> you fighting men with guns. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. What else did I do? Um, oh, I had Halo Five before it came out.
3: Yeah. Voila. But what?
1: According to my Xbox stats, it says I beat it in three hours. I'm gonna say it's probably closer to four. What but still, are you my Xbox about? Is a huh? You,
0: you have to look at my look at the achievements between yeah.
1: you and me. I didn't. I didn't do it. Oops. If you compare it, okay. it shows your played time. Yeah. Versus my played time, and then it'll say percentage, and yours is probably like zero percent because you didn't touch the story, right. and mine's a hundred percent with three hours. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, other people are obviously some people have spent like five hours and are on like mission three. So three right. Right. Scouring for all the like hidden things. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I went in for the plot. Yeah, which I don't know why because there's absolutely no plot in Halo Five until oh, really? Mission Fourteen. Because mm. basically, I guess Microsoft built it up or Studio Three Forty Three or whatever, whoever makes it. Yeah, they built it up as Team Locke versus Team Master Chief
3: because
1: mm-hmm. Locke is hunting down Master Chief. That's not what's happening at oh. all. Or remotely. It's huh. like a par- the stories run parallel, basically.
3: Oh, okay.
1: Sorta. Of. I don't know. The time there's no real sense of time. And then something has happened and then something big happens and I was like, Oh, that's gonna be so awesome. People <laughs> are doing this and then they're like, Boop, we're done with that plot line, sorry. I'm like, oh <laughs> what the fuck. And then it just ends like abruptly. Oh, really? Like, like, it has an ending, but it's one of those stupid, it might as well have just been like, congratulations, you beat the game! That's oh, basically what it okay. could be summed up as. Right, right. But, um, I didn't play multiplayer because it wouldn't let me. Because hmm. uh, it was before it came out. Yeah, I've,
0: I, that's all I've played is the multiplayer, because I, I ended up getting it the day it came out, and uh, the multiplayer is a lot of fun. Uh, there's this, the one mode that I really like, it reminds me of SOCOM, uh, where it's, And I'm sure there are other games like that, but SOCOM is the one I always think of because that's the first one I played like that, where it's, uh, one, if you die once you're done for the round and it's four on four, you get shot into this, you know, map and the first team to eliminate the other team is the winner. Um, and then the first team to win five rounds, you know, wins the, the, the game or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, and I think that one's just a ton of fun. It's it's super exciting when it's down to one-on-one or two-on-one and you're the only person surviving. Yeah. And then you fuck up, because that's what I always do. I fuck up. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun either way.
1: Yeah, I heard it's fun. And Halo is always made, like, when you tr- actually land on the alien planets, Things like, they're always lush and, like, mysterious and beautiful.
0: Yeah. And
1: there's so much detail. And and the same's here. Okay. But, God, all the other stages look like any other space game. Yeah. And it's just like, ah. Send me to like these cool, awesome planets. <laughs> Cause I think you hopped onto my stream and I was like traveling like this planet with like purple plants and yep. waterfalls. It was like it was out of Avatar. Right. Which I guess now that I think about it's not all that inspiring, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I finished that. I finally finished the career in Rock Band 4. Okay. And according again to the Xbox thing, I spent 19 hours Wow, to do that, and I didn't even like unlock everything. Hmm. And it says I'm 99 percent complete because there's one song I didn't five star. But the final set list is the five songs I hate the most in the game. Oh, okay. And it forces you to play them. One literally is a screaming song. Oh God! I think it's called like Dead Ice by somebody. <laughs> it's awful and painful, and the cats are now afraid of me. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm like, man! I'm like, I mean, obviously I could just talk it, but right. it's not as fun. It's more fun to growl that's- at the thing.
3: Absolutely.
1: Um, I think that's all I beat. Um, yeah, that's all I played. I played <laughs> a little dragon quest warriors, um, long ass subtitle, whatever it's called, like the woe and truth of the fallen angel tree of doom and death or something.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I looked it up and I was like, holy shit, that's a long subtitle.
1: Yeah, I I did a couple more story missions, unlocked like side missions, leveled up a little. Um, it's okay, kinda mindless. But what the big thing I did all week was I've watched shit ton of horror films. Woo woo. So first I decided it's time to like ease Jeff into the world. So yeah, we're having horror week. OK, and it was going to be one film a week. But like last night was trivia. And then I have a Redbox rental. So that sucked it all up. But <laughs> first night was uh, Adam Green's Digging Up the Marrow, which it's not as strong on a second viewing.
3: Oh, OK. And
1: it's not the kind of film like you just show somebody. <laughs> yeah. Who's not like super into the genre. OK. But he enjoyed it. Good. So. I mean that says something about the film. Right. And then Tuesday we had watched Hocus Pocus, which he'd never seen. So, <laughs> to make sure his gay card was not revoked. Yeah. We watched it. Oh, I dozed off a little cuz Waking up at three AM, it's you know by eight PM I'm like,
0: uh, yeah. I'll be honest, I've never seen that movie. What? It was on like ABC Family the other day, and Bridget had it on. So good.
1: Looks fucking terrible. (laughs) That's
2: so good. Focus, focus. I remember Focus, Focus way back in
1: the day. Yeah. So that's what we've watched. I have three more lined up. Excellent. By the end of Halloween, but um, jumping back to the two movies I missed last week mentioning i watched deathgasm which was amazing it's like um zombies with like death metal music that's cool and dildos nice. like, there's a scene with dildos and anal beads that just will blow your mind at how awesome yeah
0: we've already established on the podcast thanks to sense eight episode one that we, we love dildos so
1: that's yes. really cool Yes. And and they come in varying shapes and sizes and colors. Oh, good. Um, I also watched The Gallows last week and that was (laughs) atrocious and I already have blocked it from my mind. (laughs) But this week, like I went full on just whatever I could shove into my brain I was watching. So I watched One of the Dead finally and it's definitely not a Sean of the Dead form. There's some like humorous bits and there's like this I don't remember if I talked about it last week, but I don't think I did. But um, there's one scene where Juan is, like, handcuffed to somebody and they turn into a zombie and they end up doing, like, a salsa dance as he's trying to avoid him. (laughs) so He doesn't get bitten. So it turns into, like, this weird salsa dance. Oh, wow. It was amusing. Like, the whole thing's kind of amusing. Yeah. But, eh, I'd, I'd pass on it. Okay. Um. Then I watched Dead Rising Watchtower, which I mean, the Dead Rising games don't really have a plot, right? And, and for some reason, I thought this was a CGI movie, like before oh, I saw
3: it. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I was kind of excited for it, but then I was like, "Ah, oh, live action. That's going to be terrible." And it's it's cheesy, mm-hmm. but like they they do put a, the little nods in it, like the main character wears um a server bot T-shirt. <laughs> from Mega Man, which is obviously something from the games as well. Yeah, and then the main character from the games, Frank West, shows up. Oh, okay. He's in like these newscasts from like a newsroom, and he's just this total douchebag. Like it didn't seem like the <laughs> same character
3: oh.
0: that
1: I had, you know, seen before. I was like, oh, that's kind of lame, but I, I was entertained. It's really long. Really, I think it's like two hours. That, that just felt really long. Right, right. Uh, the blood looks kind of weird and there's some like weird camera angles. I don't know what was going on. Hmm. Next up was one of the A, most disappointing films and B, one of the worst films I've probably seen all year. And it's called Muck. Yeah. And, <laughs> okay. Um, it, it has Kane Hodder in it. So I mean, that's a plus. Yeah. And the film, the film is so dark. I had to change the brightness level of my TV just to see what the fuck was going on. But it opens with, like... I don't remember if there's... there's something happens, like, they're in a swamp and they're, like, screaming at each other. And it cuts to, like, this weird opening montage with, like, women covering themselves in mud with, like, no shirts on, just completely bare breasts everywhere with hard nipples. I'm like, yeah, this movie's gonna be awesome. Right. But then... It kind of just keeps doing that. So basically, Muck is the second film in a trilogy, but it's the first film to come out. So it literally starts where, because the second film comes out in March. Okay. And this film starts exactly where that film is going to end. (laughs) Wow. So it starts in the middle of everything, which is kind of douchey. And that's that's going to be the nickname for this movie. It should just be called Douche instead <laughs> of Muck, because from there it goes pretty far downhill. At one point, the and the camera is always zooming in on the cleavage. Yeah, it just zooms right in. All the women don't don't just get naked, but they're all forced to get naked. <laughs> the one is having her clothes ripped off while she's being fisted oh, by geez. somebody. Like it's just weird, and it's just it reaches the point where it's just derogatory and there's this weird editing thing that they do where they're like i don't know they're overlaying like two different things on top of each other so it looks like you're having a seizure Hmm. and it just it looks stupid and it looks weird and it's awkward and at the same time like you can't take it seriously because it's zooming in on whatever girls nearby right her chest and there's one part where, like, the f- five creatures, like, attack this car, and they pull the one girl aside, and they're just, like, tearing off her clothes. They're not trying to kill her, <laughs> but they're trying to take off her clothes. Like, it's... <laughs> and the, the script is really kind of cheesy. At first, I thought it was funny. Yeah. Because, like, like the, the one guy... Because the one guy's, like, bleeding out. And this is at the beginning of the movie. And you're like, why the fuck is this guy bleeding out? Blah, 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 blah. And the girl is like, oh. Or he's like, "Fuck you," and she's like, oh, "I'd let you, but you probably can't get that big dick up with all that blood you're losing." And I'm like, "Oh, that's <laughs> funny," and he's like, he, "He's like, I never thought having a big dick would be such a curse before. <laughs> like, like it's funny, I, you know that that made me laugh." Mm-hmm. But then, like, and obviously this film was made and filmed everything before West Griffin passed. But they refer the, the town that they have to go to is called West. Craven but they pronounce it as Wes Craven the entire movie and they just do it like as a stupid little jab at him and it continues <laughs> for like the whole film <laughs> then the jokes just kind of like wane off and then it gets to like the weird like rapey nudity like everyone gets naked like any chick in the movie you want to see naked you're going to see him naked that's what <laughs> it does But there's no continuality to it either because, like, the one guy's running up to the house, and his girlfriend gets thrown out of the window naked, of course. He's like, oh my god, that's horrible. So he's like, I'm gonna go kill those fuckers. So he goes inside, and then he comes out, and there's this magic like, blanket covering her lower half. So then he pulls up the blanket to cover her. <laughs> and I'm like, where the fuck did this blanket come from? <laughs> like... It was just weird. And then some guy tries to take the blanket off of her to wipe something off. And he's like, dude, she's naked under there. And it's like, what am I watching? Like, it's it's existing, like, three different planes and none of it's making sense. (laughs) And then it just ends. Like, there's no conclusion because obviously the third film is going to take place after this first film. And as I say all this, it makes it sound even more confusing. (laughs) But it's terrible. And, like, I I wasn't expecting a lot. But yeah, it it was really just bad and kind of like insulting to my brain. Mm-hmm. But uh, next up we went to see Paranormal Activity: The Ghost Dimension in the theater. Hell yeah. I had to see it in 3D, and apparently all Regal and Cinemark theaters are not carrying the movie at all. And that same goes for The Scouts Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, which I'm personally boycotting because AMC is the only ones carrying it. I mean. The smaller theaters might be carrying these films, but, uh, Paramount wants to release them like 18 days later on video on demand, and the theaters aren't happy about it.
3: Oh, okay. Right.
1: But, um, um, Scout's Guide isn't in 3D near me, and it, I'm pretty sure it was filmed in 3D, because all the previews I've seen were in 3D. But they're not showing it in three D. And I'm like, well, that's weird because I want those big bouncing boobs popping out at me
3: as I watch <laughs> the movie.
1: Because that was from one of the trailers. Right. I'm like, well that kind of sucks. But um paranormal, paranormal Activity is kind of like that weird series where like some are really good or it's really bad. Yeah. There's no in between. And this one's kind of like in between, but it it brings everything full circle finally. Like you have an idea of what's actually going on and it it makes sense and, and the 3D is really cool like i i would recommend seeing it in 3D like things like pop out cuz basically you know a new family moves into a house and they find these tapes of the girls from the third film and it's, it they were filmed in this house that they're in and they find this camera that allows them to see like a, it's a spirit camera so they can see like ghosts and shadows yeah so, as they're looking around, they can see, like, these shapes, and it's coming out at you. So the only time the 3D is active is when they're using the ghost camera, or the spirit camera. So the things are, like, moving around you in front of you and stuff. So it works. It uses jump scares, but, um, it's, it'll be interesting if they continue the series after this, because they mm-hmm. can. But there's enough finality to it, that you're like, okay, they're done. I'll never have to see it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's better than what we got with Saw, where they kind of like combined the last two films into one because it wasn't making the money they wanted. Right. But, um,
0: I like the conclusion of Saw, though, just the last little bit at least.
1: Well, yeah, but apparently that was supposed to be like the whole last film was supposed to be kind of like, oh, wow. And Saw, yeah. Like they they just combined like the last two film plots together into like one big melting pot and was (laughs) like, here you go.
0: Aren't they, like, redoing Saw, though? Rebooting it?
1: Oh, I have no idea.
0: That's what I've been hearing.
1: I don't. I used to follow Fangoria on Twitter.
3: Right.
0: And um,
1: they felt the need to retweet their own story, like, four times a day, just in case I missed it. But if you're in my feed, i probably read it. So I don't need to see it retweeted four fucking times a day. And then if <laughs> someone, someone I know retweets it, then it pops up, like, again. It's like, just post your story once. Don't flood my feed. Right, but um, next up was a movie called Spring, which is about this guy who goes to I think it was per- France or something,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and he falls for this girl, and you know, she might have a little secret,
3: <laughs>
1: but it, but it's not a penis, so <laughs> it's a different kind of right. reptile, a much but, less um, exciting secret. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was okay. I think my hopes were a little higher just based on like the buzz behind it. Yeah.
0: But, Actually, um, I bought that one when it came out because it was only ten bucks at Best Buy.
1: Um, yeah, there I was a reason. It yet. There was a reason it was ten bucks. Yeah. Um, next up was a film called Gravy, which I don't know why I checked out this movie because it, it's from the it's from the black guy on um what's that Jamie Kennedy or I think it's Jamie Kennedy show Psych, the black guy from Psych. I don't know his name. It's a weird name, but um he directed this film. Jamie Kennedy's in psych. Who's in psych? Isn't it Jamie Kennedy and somebody else?
0: No, that's not Jamie Kennedy. There's no way. I don't know who it is, but I know it's not Jamie Kennedy. The white guy, like the psych guy. Yeah.
1: No, that's not Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, it has to be. I'm, I'm looking this up. That me feel special. Yeah. I've never seen psych. No, it's James Roday. Yeah. James Roday, which I think is the director. So I'm completely confused. <laughs> but Jamie Kennedy shows up in the movie. Okay. Like, at least I think it is. It looks like him. <laughs> and then the black guy from Psych shows up so, cuz he 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 shows up in the movie too. But basically it is about <laughs> these five people on um Halloween eve going to a um Mexican restaurant and they tie up the people there. So there's like four people like the chef, the waitress, um the chick who played Precious She's there. <laughs> and uh basically they say every, you know, Halloween Eve we eat people. It's our tradition, so we're going to eat you. <laughs> and it's weird, it's bizarre, it's batshit crazy, and just really it's like out there. Like it I, I don't even know. It it just left me kind of like Numb and speechless. I didn't know what to say or think. It's not good yeah. per se, but it's huh. odd. And if you like odd movies, um, the cool thing was, I was like, oh, who's the hot guy in this? Who's in a con outfit and eating people. <laughs> and he's the hot guy from pathology. You know, some really? jerk face I'd mentioned and all of that. Right. So I was like, oh, I recognize him. Like he's a little, you know, a little older, a little put on some weight, but he was amusing and that entertained me. Hmm. Um, next up was a movie called Pod.
0: Make note that Jamie Kennedy is not in the movie Gravy. I said oh, <laughs> Some white guy. They all look the same. Who knows? All these
1: white people look the same. <laughs> God. Well, you know, what? The guy has like this fake mustache on. Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. So I watched Pod, I which I was um, listening to I'm the uh, Screamcast, and Brad Henderson had mentioned it, and said he enjoyed it. So I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this movie. And it's pretty good. It's a little odd. So basically, this guy gets a phone call from his brother, and the brother's like, do not come to the cabin. Um, You know, don't come visit me. You're not going to hear from me for a while. And um, He's ex-military, so he's thinking his brother's gone off the deep end, so he drags his girlfriend, wife, whatever she is, to this cabin to find a brother. And the brother's like, Something's here, it's in a pod, and I have it in the basement. So then it's like, is he batshit crazy? Is it mm. really a pod? And then basically the ending is just batshit crazy. Okay. And like went, uh, like went, I didn't expect things to happen to happen. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Wow. And then it just ends weirdly. I wasn't a fan of that. But um, it was decent.
0: I'll have yeah. to check that one out.
1: It's all right. And then next up was the film that Smarmy Jerkface had highly recommended in his 31 Days, or 31 films in 31 day series that he did last month
3: it's
1: called Happy Birthday to Me, which came out in 1981. And I'd never seen it, but the cover is really awful, which features one, I guess, the iconic kill from awful. the movie. It's yeah, awesome. I don't know which one I... Yeah, I don't like it. And as a kid, <laughs> I just... Passed, the title is awful, and that cover just did nothing for me as a kid.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: you know, in the video store. I was like, Mommy, I want to see this. I want to see the ones with, you know, the naked girls and, you know, Jason or Freddy on the cover. <laughs> you know, priorities. So I started watching it, and I know I was, like, texting you, and I'm like, oh, I know who the killer is. This yeah. is so obvious. And then I get, like, into the film, I'm like, oh, that's who the killer is. I should have seen that coming. So obvious. And then it just does something in its ending that's just... Like apparently the film was known for its ending for okay. being just bizarre. Yeah, and I just sat there going, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> and it made sense once it's all explained. But I was like, "I'm so confused right now." Yeah. So, um, it was pretty good. I mean, it's good. not great. Yeah. It was. I had my expectations were probably a little higher than they should have been, but mm-hmm. it, it was fun. You know. Um. Next up was Girl House. Which you had told me about.
3: Yeah. Um
1: basically, um college girl needs money, so she decides to start doing these webcam sessions, but the catches they all all the girls stay in like one big dorm house and no one can know where the house is. And she gets some like fan named Loverboy, and he ends up stalking her, finding out where the house is, and then slowly kills off the girls one by one. So movies that- about hmm?
0: That premise reminds me of another film that you um, reviewed a while back called Open Windows. Can you compare that at all, or is it completely different?
1: Um, completely different. If I was going to compare okay. it to anything, it's Halloween Resurrection.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So basically what what boils down to is nothing, nobody dies, well, one person dies in the very, 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 very beginning, but that doesn't really count. So no one else dies until about the hour mark. Mm-hmm. Well, no one you want to see die. So none of the girls die so about the hour mark. <laughs> some dudes die right before that. Um, so it's all character building. So basically this girl's doing this and, um, some guy who has always had a crush on her in school sees her on the webcam or his roommate does. And he's like, oh, I know that girl. And then he goes to the school and meets her and he's okay with her being, you know, like this whore on the webcam doing things for guys for money. And, um, so. His friend is watching one of the other girls and sees her get killed. So he contacts the boyfriend. The boyfriend doesn't know where the house is. So it's bouncing between her friends being murdered before she even gets to the house. Because she just left a date with him somewhere. So it gets a little convoluted there. But he's trying to find out where the house is before, you know, she dies. And his friend is watching all the girls die. So he's trying to keep in contact. And the kills are mostly done off screen. Okay. I didn't care for, and they're they're all like the quick edits and all that. But I did jump once because I was watching it. It's near the, you know, it's near the beginning. I'm like, you know, I'm kind of into it. You know, things are a little intense. People are dying. And the fucking dryer goes off, <laughs> scared the be- Jesus out of me. I was like,
3: what the fuck was that?
1: But it was just the dryer.
3: Yeah.
1: Um. Then, uh, I watched a short film, um. And The only reason I watched it is cuz I think you had recommended I check out The Pact.
0: And I know you. Yeah, I love The Pact.
1: So I watched the original short film that they made for it. It's like a 11-minute film. And it was okay. The quality was really poor. I watched it on YouTube, which I'm assuming is where like first premiered or whatever. Yeah. And I really don't know. So the quality was a little poor. It was it was entertaining but much like the film it just kind of leaves things hanging and nothing really happens because basically it's like a conversation. And then she gets creeped out and she opens the door and it's over. (laughs) So I I don't know what they were going with with that. (laughs) And then, um, I watched a film called the forbidden girl and I don't know where I heard about this movie from. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I was on Twitter talking about it and Xander Kane, (laughs) who does um, the Cemetery Gates podcast, was like, oh, I saw that movie and I really liked it. And I'm like, it's really weird. <laughs> like, um it, It's just odd. So this kid <laughs> is told that when he's older, he's going to meet a witch and he can't do what the witch says. So then he meets this girl and falls in love. And then something happens to her and he never sees her again. And then he ends up like tutoring or something at this house and the girl is there and there's these weird, it's just weird things happen. It's weird. There's ghosts. The CGI is like ridiculously like cheesy bad Hmm. and there's boobs. But (laughs) I was like mesmerized by like the sheer weirdness of it. Yeah. Uh, It was just crazy. And then I was late to the podcast because we were watching spy with my favorite, Melissa McCarthy. I love her. <laughs> um, no. Right. right. The movie was... I actually laughed a few times. It takes a good hour to get, like, funny. Because mm-hmm. so then she's trying to be, like, fat girl. And she just becomes, like, this raving, like, honest bitch. And basically is like, you're a fucking cunt. <laughs> to, like, this one girl. And, like, the other girl's is hysterical because she's, like, this like, cunty like you are ugly and you look like my mother and <laughs> you smell bad like she just says these things like she doesn't care she's just gonna say it so yeah. they have like this fun little banter that gets funny but good. it was so predictable mm-hmm. like something happens in the beginning i was like this is what's gonna happen at the end and <laughs> then it did and i was like called it yeah like, Duh, that's like that's was obvious <laughs> of who who's involved. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm right, damn it. That's, that's
0: right. The, Take that's your the, victories, no matter how small they are.
1: I know exactly. So that's the 15 movies or so I watched this week. Wow, I that? got a lot in. Um, hey, I have dude. more on my plate to watch, but yeah, um, I probably won't get through all of them. But it's hmm. been fun. I, it was a mix of like new and old, right? So. Yeah, that was my like, two-hour session of what I watched this week.
0: Excellent. You watched enough movies for the both of us because I didn't watch any movies. I played some video games.
2: Hell yeah.
0: I uh, Like I said, I bought uh, Halo 5. I played a little bit of that multiplayer, but um, uh, my coworker and I decided that we were going to try to co-op through Halo and maybe go one through four. I don't know, but we're starting with one at least. And so we're co cooping through that. We've been playing that last couple nights, and uh, it's a ton of fun. It's fucking very difficult. As long as I've been playing video games, I'm just not very good at them. And just playing Halo on normal is proving incredibly difficult.
1: Yeah, Halo. The first Halo is hard. Yeah. Like I, I and the last mission. Did you beat it before?
0: No. Uh,
1: well, me. I remember when it came out. I brought my Xbox to my lady friend's house. Mm-hmm. Me and her just blaze through it in like one sitting Cause she played it when she was in college yeah and uh the last mission took us like two hours <laughs> Jeez. because it's this it's a driving mission as su- as everything's collapsing under you oh okay so you can't fuck up right and you know the vehicles control like a giant dildo and mud oh yeah they, they just don't right and it's Weird, because we're like seven games into the series and they still control like shit. <laughs> I don't know why they control the way they do.
0: Hmm. Um, the other thing is when you're playing the Halo, at least the original Halo on co-op, we're using the Master Chief Collection on on the Xbox One. When you're cu- playing through it, it doesn't save like a traditional game does, where you know you're at a checkpoint, you can turn it off and come back to that same plot spot. If you if you leave, you have to you know exit the whole thing and then if you come back into it the next day you have to pick whichever level you were at and you start at the very beginning of the level the thing is it's taking us forever to get through a level and he has a daughter and so like he had to leave at a certain point and you know he, the daughter's getting restless in the back she needs her bath or whatever and so we have we've been playing we played the yesterday we played for well, we played a couple of us, but we got about an hour into this one level. It felt like we were getting toward the end, but we kept fucking dying. And his daughter, like, had to get the bass, So, like, we just had to quit, you know? And so now, when we go to play it again tomorrow or whatever, like, it's going to be a fucking bitch because we're going to have to do that whole fucking hour-long level again, which is just a pain in the ass. Like, I don't understand why it doesn't save, like, a, a normal game would. But
1: yeah, I don't I don't think the original did either. I think you always oh really have to play the mission, but it shouldn't take you as long as the Hopefully. second time. Hopefully. But yeah, the first the first Halo is pretty long. And the worst mission is when you're in that library because like nothing happens for like 20 minutes. You're just going through these hallways listening to the robot talk.
0: The li- I haven't gotten to that part yet. I don't think.
1: Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you're just, you're just walking and listening to it talk and then you stop and it's talking and talking and yeah. talking.
0: Like we just rescued some, I don't know the people's names. We rescued some guy from, he was like locked in a prison and we brought him out and then we were in the snow and the first time we saw snow and, uh, we were in a, my first ghost, I was driving that around. He was driving a tank around.
1: Um, Did you get to the level where you're like by the ocean?
0: We just—that's like the beginning of the level we're at right now.
1: Okay, did you go into the ocean?
0: Um, no. Do that. Oh.
1: And then thank me after you do it.
0: Go to the island that's out there.
1: No, just go into the water. just Go out there a little way Okay. It's great.
0: Huh. Well, no, I'm intrigued. <laughs> Probably. Gonna I don't know what out.
1: happens, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: All sounds right. ominous. Yeah, I know. Um. I, I finally – okay, so there's this this store near me called uh, Disc Replay, and there's only one out uh, – it's like a f- uh, 30, 40-minute drive away from me. But they are opening this new one that's 10 minutes away from me, and I'm really excited about it. And I've been following them on Facebook, and they were supposed to open a week ago, and they didn't, but they opened finally today. And today was their first day being open, but they're not selling things yet. They still have to fill their shelves, so all they're doing is buying. And they buy – cds dvds blu-rays video games of any era they buy at all which is awesome and so this is where i sold all my vintage video game stuff to along like uh maybe the beginning of this year and, and got a, you know a significant chunk of change a lot more than i was expecting uh so i took my i took two of my boxes i still have like four or five boxes behind me filled with stuff but and then a few upstairs as well but i took these and uh You know, they're still working out the kinks. They said they normally don't get a lot of trade ins the first day they're open. And so that's usually the day they use to like finish setting up everything. But I was like the first person there. And then I left and came back like 20 minutes later. And there was like three or four people waiting, bunch of shit, all of them, yada, yada, yada. So it took forever, is what I'm trying to say. And, uh, but I got a, a pretty good chunk of change out of it, a lot more than I was expecting. And so I'm very happy about that. So I can. As they work out their kinks, I'm going to, you know, take back the rest as we go along here just to kind of clear out my house a little bit. But so that was exciting. It's- I've had these things boxed up for fuck three, four months now. And so now they're finally getting out, which is cool.
1: Yeah. It's but always they- good to do it before you like flood them and they can't take anymore.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They said they're going to be buying all the way until like the middle to end of December, though. And so they, uh, that's but, crazy. Yeah. But if they, if today is any, indication it might be a little bit sooner because they might be uh full by the time uh you know the end of November rolls around who knows but so uh that was a tangent what was I I picked up um or I was playing a little bit of rare replay I'm trying to play through all 30 games of it um uh, but now I'm at the point now where like I can't really just play the game for a couple minutes and know what it's about because it's not like the arcade games not like I've hit the n64 era like blast corpse next one is banjo kazooie um, and, and so like, sure. I can't just play them for a couple seconds and be like, okay, done. Um, like I did like the arcade games and all those killer instinct. I was playing today. That game is like fighting game I ever really loved, but man, it's difficult. And I'm playing on like easy and still getting my ass kicked. That's just cause yeah. I love fighting games. What else I picked up? Um, I finally got the gamers club unlocked from Best Buy after Chris talked me into it. Uh, so mm-hmm. now I get 20% off all new games I buy at Best Buy for the next two years. And, and, I, get and years. Off, I get 10% off used, 20% off new. What? Really? Yep. Oh. Yeah. Um, so I picked up Thief and Killzone Shadow Fall for like 9 bucks each. And I picked up the Gears of War Ultimate Edition uh, for Xbox One. And I uh, got the GCU. So that was a really good deal. So I'm excited about that. Um, I'm really—I don't know why, because I'm terrible at games, but I really want to play Bloodborne, and I have like a ten dollar off, and I can get ten percent off, and it would only be like twenty bucks after, or maybe twenty-five oh, bucks after it's all said and done awesome. from uh, Best Buy, because it's used for forty. And so, like, I'm really tempted to pick up Bloodborne. I just really want to play it. Have oh, you, just,
1: you guys played it? Uh, I got it from the Redbox, but then I returned it because it was a free rental, and I just wanted the points. But um, I literally just got an email from Sony, like. It's like save ten dollars if you if you get that and the expansion that's come or the DLC.
3: Oh, okay.
1: So and they have until Sunday. If you spend a hundred dollars, you get ten dollars back. Yeah. So I mean, you would get like twenty dollars back, I guess, if you bought that and the other games you were thinking about buying.
0: Right. Um. Yeah, but how much is it on the? What, is it forty online too? Um, digital
1: i don't know i don't oh, know okay. how much it is i didn't usually
0: those are more the digital is more expensive unless it's on sale right but ash that feels like a game you would have played did you play bloodborne mm,
2: i was interested in it but i did not play it oh. um i did pick up um shadow was is one of the games i did pick up off of your list there oh okay. um, uh i like the Killzone series um So, I uh, Shadowfall is a little predictable as far as plot goes, Mm -hmm. Um, but the levels and the layouts and everything is pretty amazing, and the gameplay is pretty good for a shooter, so.
0: Yeah, Chris really liked that one as well. That's why I picked it up.
2: It's so pretty. It is. That is a gorgeous game.
0: Honestly, I owned it right when I first bought the system, but never got around to playing and eventually just got rid of it because I didn't think I'd play it, and then, like, a month later Chris was like oh this is one of the better FPS's on the sy- on the next gen systems yada 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 and I was like fuck but it was only 10 bucks so I'm like okay I I guarantee I bought it and sold it for you know or I sold it rather for more than 9 so I don't feel too badly about it but
1: the game is tough though like the first couple missions are really hard because it's so open yeah and it kind of condenses down a little later on but
0: do you still own that one? I have digital okay is there a collab?
2: Uh, I, don't I don't remember if it's co-op or not. Hmm, Let's check it uh, out. <laughs> the story campaign, at least, I think there's yeah. multiplayer because Killzone usually got that. So
0: okay, I'm kind of like all about the co-op. I'm having so much fun playing Halo co-op. Like it's a blast. Like I would love to play something with you guys co-op. It'd be awesome if we could play like all three of us. That would be just awesome. I don't know what could. I don't know what even options we had. That order all three of us
2: could play. lands the Handsome Jack collection. Oh, okay. Is pretty much all co-op. And you could three people? Yeah, yeah, because they plan for parties of four.
0: Okay. Do you have that one, Chris?
2: I don't. See, see, I've got them on PC, so I had to have...
3: Oh, okay.
2: I I was tempted to pick them up because I don't have the prequel. Yeah. The the pre-sequel is in that collection. I don't have that one at
1: all. But I've got Borderlands 2 on PC, so... I'll
0: have to look into it, see how much it is.
1: It should be pretty well. I think the collection was recently on sale for like thirty. Oh, okay. And it's like one, two, and the prequel. Well, the pre sequel.
2: I didn't think the I didn't think one was in there. I thought it was just two and the pre sequel. Yeah, uh,
0: that's what I thought too. I don't know. I'll have to check at Best Buy tomorrow see how much it is used because if it's ten bucks, then I'm just buying three copies and we're gonna play it. But <laughs> I doubt it will be. But anyway, um, anything else I did this week? I think that. I'm, oh, I always you, think about things after the fact.
1: I know what you did. You went on your anniversary thing.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, last Friday night.
1: And I've been we went, dying to uh, hear about it. I've purposely not asked.
0: So, <laughs> to hear about it tonight. so um, last Friday night. So, my wife has been wanting to do this murder mystery thing for a, a long time now. It's, like dinner, it's a dinner theater. And uh, I've always been like i don't know i just didn't want to do it because i didn't think it'd be i thought it'd be super cheesy and not very fun um but i got her you know we got two tickets for i bought her for her and for our anniversary and so it was last friday when we went and first off the, when i got there i was very surprised by how big it, the uh because it was in a like a uh what's it uh a building <laughs> yeah um <laughs> sorry Where do you get married what are those called those halls that you get married in what is the word i'm thinking of uh like a hall i guess i guess it's a hall yeah so it was in this hall and there was uh, 10 people at each table and there was like 10 tables so i mean maybe a little bit more maybe a dozen tables and they were all filled so i was surprised how popular this this whole thing is um it, that was my biggest uh my first big surprise but anyway it was basically like uh we were at this woman's wedding and she was a bridezilla and then the best man dies. And so we have to figure out who the killer is. Well, uh, we were at a table. I was the only guy at our table. There was a bunch of, you know, older women. There's a couple of younger, but mostly older women. And, uh, they're really funny. This, the two woman next to me was like, she had to be straight out of Ireland because she had the thickest Irish accent. It was awesome. But, uh, so, the name of the table was Brandon's Broads, which I thought was just enjoyable. Um, but Brandon's Broads were pretty kick-ass because we took home three of the five titles that you could win. We took home best dressed. One of the women at our table had her old wedding dress on. We took home best patsy. I was the best. I was best patsy. So basically, the the woman came over at one point and planted evidence on me, and so they had to like drag me off into the middle of the floor, and then. She did this like dance for me, this uh I, I called it a strip tease, but it wasn't a strip was just like a lap dance. And trying to get me to conv- to say yes that I I kill them. And then uh she did it three times and the third time she's like, you know, maybe I'm just not your type. And so she called over Skip, who was the male pool boy. And so then he danced for me and sat on my lap and tried to get me to <laughs> to say I did it, which was pretty funny. Um and so I won Best Patsy, which just by default, because she happened to choose me. And then we also nailed the fucking crime like we picked it exactly how it happened and uh because you have to pick not only who the killer is but how he was killed and why he was killed like what their motive is and we nailed all of it like we told the story exactly how it was how it was how it went down and so we won best detective as well so we were pretty fucking awesome brandon's broads were the shit is what i'm trying to tell you and uh it was it was surprisingly fun uh, the best part, the food was fucking excellent, which it was uh, buffet style. And so I didn't expect too terribly much, but it was really, really good. So I had a great time. So that was my that was my last Friday night. And then Saturday night, we went to the roller derby girls, which if you guys have never seen roller derby girls, you should because they're a lot of fun. They are brutal, man. The chicks just beating the hell out of each other as they're skating around the rink. But we get to go see that in uh, downtown Detroit. And this, this was the opening weekend for it. So it was a lot of fun.
1: So it sounds uh, like a normal night in Detroit.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. And we went out to Mexican town afterwards and had some margaritas. It was fun. It was a good weekend last mm. weekend. And so what am I going to do this weekend? I'm going to stay home and do nothing because my wife is leaving me to go party with her sister. So there's that. But such as.
1: I'm going to both drunk. <laughs> right. You're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But,
0: yeah, so that, that was pretty much my week. So, are we ready to wrap up Sense8? Fuck yes. All right, well then, let's <laughs> let's do it. Let me get repositioned here.
1: All right. Just like Riley when she's spreading her legs and popping that thing out.
0: Oh, <laughs> we had to see that again, didn't we? So, the reason we are here to review episode 12... Of the Netflix original series entitled Sense 8. Episode 12 is called I Can't Leave Her, directed by the Wachowskis. So, just as Chris was talking about, we get actually, no, that's not the opening scene. The opening scene was uh, Will as a young boy. He's in therapy. And then we, we find out that this Sarah Petrell girl that we've we heard about in kind of episode two, three, four ish, maybe, and then kind of not again, too terribly much. But we find out that she was someone that his that Will's dad was searching for. She was obviously a lost girl or something, and uh, she, so the therapist suggests that Will was trying to help his father find the girl, and so he was telling the family and his dad and everything, and the therapist that he could see Sarah and he could talk to Sarah, Sarah's ghost. And the therapist, you know, says that that is you don't know it, but that hurts a lot of people by you saying that. And so, be honest with me, is what the therapist says. Do you still see Sarah? And Will, as a little, young boy, looks out the window, and the ghost pops up right there and puts her lips, or her finger to her lips, as the, you know, the shh motion. And uh, Will turns and says no, which is, you know, obviously a lie. I thought that was interesting. Um, and didn't really, uh, is is something happening in the Patriots game? Yes. Okay. <laughs> So I was like, what the fuck is that? And then I remembered. Oh, that's right. Patriots are playing. Anyway, um, so then we get uh, Riley and we're kind of flipping back and forth between her being in the back of the uh, biologic van and the uh, her in the car the night that she gave birth and the night that, you know, subsequently her they're going to get into a car accident and the husband will die and uh, so on. And so the accident itself was was pretty well shot. I thought that was uh, pretty intense the way the 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 car crash happened. Um just another action bit that I really enjoyed. Um so then basically what we find out is that the husband they get in the car accident, the husband dies, she gives birth, which we had to see in full graphic detail again, unfortunately. And then the baby's healthy when it comes out presumably. But she falls asleep. It's freezing. It's the next morning. Basically, the baby's going to freeze to death is what happens. And that's incredibly sad. Um, so then Will, he uh, arrives in Iceland. And Noby has this beautiful Porsche for him to drive around in. So he's heading up to find Riley in this you know highly secured uh, area. And uh, we also find out that Whispers is on his way. And then that's when we find out that the... You know, Riley's baby is basically going to freeze to death. So uh, Riley arrives at the facility. um, The Icelandic lady shows up and tells her, you know, this is your last chance to protect them. So do something. And Riley turns and sees the gun. So she grabs the gun and, you know, is about to kill herself. And it puts her in Angelica's position in the first episode, that's basically where the series began. And then we go back to that same image in the, in the finale, which I thought was awesome. Uh, the gun in her mouth, she's wearing the, the gown. Um, I feel like it even transfer, trans, uh, transferred over to like that bed in that abandoned room or church or whatever it was that they were in. Yeah. They and just- then, yeah, okay. And then, uh, Will shows up and, and talks her out of it. So she pulls the gun out of her mouth and, um, then they tackle her and drug her. And Jonas says that that's that's probably the best thing that could have happened because now she's gonna be unconscious when Whisper arrives. Um, which is obviously going to be important for the rest of this episode. So then we kind of change gears a little bit. So what were you guys' thoughts on the, the first uh, part of this of this episode? Ash, I'll start with you.
2: Um well the the accident I knew was gonna be bad anyway. Um I mean, it was beautifully shot, but it was just I knew the yeah, yeah obviously the outcome's not gonna be good right Uh, i thought she already had the baby and they were on the way to the hospital at that point but that was even worse um just just from the sheer emotional impact of that uh i liked the flipping between current and past events so we can kind of see that she's completely out of it at this point yeah um i wasn't entirely sure that will was seeing her ghost because uh, they say that she got taken. And I was wondering maybe if... Because she was a Sense8. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Whisper was involved. But Will got a look at her. Uh, so they could actually communicate like way back when. But right. that was kind of what I was thinking. But you know, Will didn't have any control over it and didn't know. And she didn't know because he was just a kid. I thought
0: that's what it was initially. But then, at like earlier in the se- uh, season. But then with this episode, it looked like... She, he was talking to a ghost is how it looked at me. She was almost see-through and, like, blue, white, colored. Uh, I don't know, she just looked like a ghost to me in this episode.
2: The little ghost girl? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about my. No, 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 sorry. My wife has a question. Oh. <laughs> She's like, she was just saying that the other the rest of the cluster could see her, I'm like, not the little ghost girl, but... Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... So, yeah, I don't... I don't know that the timeline doesn't necessarily mesh up. I mean, If she's already awakened and she latched onto another one, I mean, she could project herself to him, but obviously he would have no control to go to her. So I don't know. Uh, I, it can go either way. They're kind of ambiguous with that.
0: Yeah. And what about you, Chris, what were your thoughts on this first part of this episode? What?
1: Um, I, I was actually kind of like in- interested. Um, it's your girl. Even I was, what? It's your girl. I know. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I already know it's going to happen because am pretty sure we covered it for like two episodes now. We've gotten like bits and pieces of the accident and all of that. Yeah. But, um,
3: yeah, I was
1: entertained. Okay. Little things happen. Things are falling into place. And it's not the next scene. So it's definitely better than the next scene.
2: <laughs> oh, the, uh, I did love, uh, Nomi and Amanita playing off each other to get will set up with the car though that was fantastic yeah
0: that was really cool absolutely um so i i i, I don't okay so the next scene which was fantastic is is wolfgang at his uncle's house because at the end of the last episode he you know pulls up to his uncle's house and, and decides to go in and so we get wolfgang's being patted down by the guards um, and then he finds his gun and then just all hell breaks loose uh, Wolfgang just guns down the entire room of armed men, which was pretty fun to watch. I don't care if it was believable; it was fun to watch. Um, it was
2: like a John, it was like John Woo or one of the Matrix movie moments.
0: Really. Yeah, it absolutely, was,
2: that was fantastic. I like that
0: definitely. Um, and that he, I love his line. I would give you details, but you can tell him yourself very shortly. And his uncle says, "What?" And then, well, poo, hell breaks loose. But, uh, so. Wolfgang thinks it's all done. He's getting ready to leave when Will grabs his shoulder and says, "I know the sound of Kevlar." And one of them was wearing a bulletproof vest, and it was his uncle. And so, you know, the it's not done yet. So he runs upstairs and kind of locks himself into the the kitchen area and and uh, covers it with the fridge, steel fridge or a cooler is probably what you the more correct term, but and uh, then Kala visits. And he, no, Wolfgang's like, you know, I'm basically, or Wolfgang actually went to Kalaf first and said, you know, basically I'm here to say goodbye. But then Wolfgang visits where the shooting's going, going down and, and puts together this homemade Maltov cocktail, which was really cool. And they, they kiss and then he lights it and then he throws it and they have this fucking beautiful slow motion shot. Of all the gases and the fumes and the smoke going as as will is walking through it all, it was just such an awesome shot. I really, really love that um and then he walks back downstairs to his uncle and and he says to his uncle, you know he his uncle apparently told him in the past that he would kill to know who who killed his brother, who was Wolfgang's father and Wolfgang says, "Well, I'll give you that now." And so Wolfgang admits to killing his own father. His father was walking home at night one day, one night, I guess. And Wolfgang jumps from from behind and strangles him with a rope and then takes his, drags his body to the car, which I was just thinking how the fuck did that fifth, like he probably was like 13 years old and weighed maybe 80 pounds. I don't know how, he, or maybe not even that, probably 60, 70 pounds. I don't know how he drove that or dragged that. 200 plus pound man to the car but nonetheless it happened and then he lit the car on fire and so i thought that was pretty intense that we find out that wolfgang actually killed his father which is the first time we're learning of that news uh we just knew before that he hated his father but i didn't know that he had any part in his death And i thought that was really interesting um and then he just blows his uncle's brains out again and again and again and again and it was that was brutal, intense, and he's, you know, he says to Kalah, and that's why we can't be together, referring to himself and his uncle and his father as monsters, and I thought that was a really powerful scene. I really, really liked that scene. Um, Chris, what were your thoughts on that scene?
1: I hated the action scene. I thought it felt like a poor man's version of a John Woo film, just like Ashwood said, but he said it more positively than I just did. Yeah. It just... It didn't work for me. I mean, I get the non-believable thing. I could go for it, but I was like, I'm actually surprised it was the Wachowskis that were filming it because it didn't feel like their normal style to me. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't didn't care for it. I guess Kalah's magic power is that she brings faith and happiness and good luck to people.
2: She's a chemistry She's a chemistry guru, actually. Exactly. That's a exactly. good job. She's a chemist. Yep. So she brings that to the table.
0: Yeah, and that's what she does later on in the episode, too, where she wakes up Riley.
1: Ah, uh, see. There you go. I don't pay that much attention. Clearly. I stare at my phone most of the time, like, uh, <sighs> will they do anything this week? The next
0: they- thing was cracking me up, because the Porsche, and... <laughs> And Nomi's like, oh, don't tell me, you're just like every other guy. You can't see a beautiful car being destroyed. And he's like, oh, but it's such a nice car. And so anyway, they're gonna destroy the car to act as a distraction. And the car gets there, and um the you know, it's such a shame. It's only a 14, it's only a year old, man. I just I thought it was hilarious. I really like that. Um and then this is when Omanita and Nomi are are working together to get Will into the facility. And Whispers is with Riley, and he's just pissed off that she's unconscious. And I had to spell the word unconscious a lot in my notes, and I don't know how to spell the word unconscious. It's a very difficult word to spell. So I have I it spelled it seven different ways.
2: <laughs> but I could do it right now without even looking it up. How do you spell it? All right. Uh, U-N-C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S. O-U-N-S? Huh? I didn't. What did you there say? Was no N at the end. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, you're right. I was very close. I think I just missed one letter. But anyway, um, and then who pops up? But my boy Lido there to save the day, and his scene. I just that him with him and the interaction with him and Will. I was fucking laughing so hard. He's. Do I know? Will says. Do I know you? And Lita says, "Yes, we had sex." And, <laughs> and Will's reaction was fucking priceless. And Lita goes, "I forget exactly what he said. Cause I didn't write it down, but he's like, it meant a lot. It was, it was something along those lines. Like, oh my god, I just absolutely loved Lito, and I loved that scene. I thought it was hilarious."
1: Yes, that scene was great. I did like that. That scene was tolerable for me. That's <laughs> the best you're gonna get.
0: I, I, uh, and then Lito hits on uh, – he's going to put his acting ability to work, to play here, and uh, hits on the nurse and gets the information that they need. And that's obviously where – which room Riley is in. Uh, and Lito is such a good actor. The The person playing – the actor playing Lito is excellent, and he plays Lito excellently. Uh, it's just such a wonderful scene. It was just perfectly put together. I really enjoyed that. I mean, I know that's no surprise to anybody, but –
1: so have you ever had a wet dream about Leto yet? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: oh, man. Not yet. Give uh, it time.
2: Oh, it wasn't a wet dream, but... Right, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Come on, it happens sometimes you wake up and the whole bed's just sticky. You're like, what happened? Did I Uh-oh. sneeze down there? So
0: weird. So disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> So Will sees four guards. He kind of humps behind or jumps behind the corner. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> he
2: humps he behind the corner. Hey, okay.
0: well, Chris has got my mind in places. <laughs> I don't even know.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right. So Will jumps behind the corner and says, "Oh, there's four guards." And Son walks out of nowhere and says, "That's all, or that's that's it." And so then just proceeds to kick their ass, which was awesome. I love watching her kick ass. She does it so well. Then will walks into Riley's room and sees Riley for the first time, really in person. He's actually with her like a normal human being, you know, and his hesitation to touch her, and then he finally does and it's just this flashback to all their their encounters. it was just it was so sweet and just so perfectly executed i I don't know. I thought it was really powerful. I really enjoyed that as well. And then trying to get her out, they decide that you know they can't do it with he can't carry her out. And so that's when Kala comes in to uh, use the adrenaline to mix with something else to to wake her up. Um, and they're all playing their part. and I just wrote down, "This is so good. I love this. I love this episode as it's going on at this point. Um, so then we get Jonas uh, who's being tortured to get the information that whispers wants, So I think, I think it's safe to say at this point, I've, I've concluded at least that Jonas is a quote unquote, good guy, right? If we're breaking it down to good ver- or, you know, good versus bad, basically. I think he's a good guy. He's with this group of sensei's trying to legitimately help them. Would you agree with me? Yeah. Sure. What about you? What'd you say? I said, sure. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you guys. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Touchdown! Woo go pass hey. <laughs> Screw the Patriots <laughs> the Patriots.
0: I know, I didn't really mean that. It just felt right. Oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so we get Oh, coming down the elevator. Whispers and Will make eye contact as they're coming down the elevator. And I just wrote down, no, because it's, you know, that nothing good is going to come from this. And Jonas says, you know, that basically that's it. Uh, they're fucked. And so then they get to the ambulance and uh, there's no keys. And so then enter Caffius. He says the Van Damme bus has been stolen a lot. And so he knows very easily how to get the ambulance to get going with them.
3: <laughs> it happened again.
0: There we go. <laughs> So, um, whispers, gets into the helicopter and he takes off and then whisper visits Will and he's warning him, you know, he, he sees everything. I see everything you see and I hear everything that you hear. And basically, you know, he's in his head essentially at this point because they made eye contact. And then, um, they're trying to figure out how can you ditch a helicopter on an open road? And with only one car. And so Amanita sa- finds this way to, to do that. Drive to bad weather, drive to fog, because the k- chopper can't go through it or something. I don't know.
2: They can't um, visually spot the car. Okay. That was basically it. They 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 wouldn't be able to track them on the in the car in the fog. Gotcha. Um
0: and then there's this cool scene with Whispers and, and Will. They're basically playing chicken at this point. Whispers Drops down the helicopter to the to the road in front of the ambulance, and he's saying, you know, basically, you're not going to hit me because you're a cop. You're sworn to protect and serve. There's no way you're going to kill all of us. And so, stop the the ambulance. And Will says, maybe I can't, but I know someone who can. And then Wolfgang takes over, and he's driving head on into the to the helicopter. And at the very last second, whispers loses the game of of uh, chicken and pulls up with the the helicopter. And as this is going on, Riley's freaking out because they're entering. So then they enter the fog and the helicopter has to, has to turn back or can't follow at that point. And so as this is happening, at one point, Will gets pregnant, which I thought was just <laughs> hilarious and just a what the fuck moment. Um, and then Angelica appears on the road in front of them. They have to swerve to get out of the way. And uh, Riley's freaking out because they're heading back to that same spot where she laid down to die with her. I think it was a daughter, the, the baby with her baby. And, um, uh, so Nomi says that she can't reach Will or Riley now after they entered the fog. Um, and I don't know exactly why I think it's just because they're both freaking out. So. Um, Riley's running up the top of, to the top of the, the mountain area. It's just a hill really up to the hill and Will's following and Will, Will's like, you know, everything's going to be okay. Um, but Riley says that they both know that that's not true. Um, and Jonas tells him, he keeps saying, you know, this is the only way and that th- th- you have to do this because this is the only way for it to work. And so that means the only way is for one of them to die. Now, honestly, I'm not sure if if Jonas was meaning that Riley had to die or Will had to die. I think he meant Riley, but it would kind of make more sense to me if it was Will because Will's the one that looked him in the looked whispers in the eye. Yeah. So who do, who do you think he was talking about that had to die? Will. Will. Okay. That's what I thought, but I, I don't like I don't. It was just the way it was played. It made it seem like it was Riley. Like Will was not accepting the fact that Riley was gonna have to die. And so in order to accept to in, in order for that, he ran to the ambulance, grabbed a bunch of meds, and basically knocked himself unconscious. Well, well
2: yeah, yeah, that way he didn't have to die because then
0: Right. Yeah. So after he gives himself a shot he gets he gets in the ambulance after and then he gives himself a shot and after that, um he is kind of talking with Riley about how he loves her and he, you know, riley's like i want to die here like this is where i was supposed to die and you know will understands that but he's like no if if you die then we're all gonna die and i just you know i'm about to be unconscious and so the only way we get out of here alive is if you drive us out of here and if you don't then you kill all of us and so um he eventually he will pass out you know he says that he loves her which is why he cannot give up and then he goes unconscious um and we get a blackout. And then the next scene, uh, Will, he's starting to wake up and he's a boat, in a boat with Riley and her friend, uh but I can't remember, can't remember the guy's name ever.
2: That was her it was one of her
0: her dates. De- I thought it was the guy who like who she went to before.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought that, I thought that he was like a cousin or something.
0: Yeah, he could be. He could be. Um and he asks, you know, is, is he okay or is he sick? And she says, no, he's fine. And then Will whispers, you know, you did it, you saved us. And they kiss, and then all the Sensates are on the boat with them as they head off into the ocean, into the sunset, with this awesome music playing in the background. And Sensate, season one, comes.
1: All right, so. Did, did you add that sound effect then, or? No, that was... <laughs> that, that was my chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, perfect so, timing. So,
0: Chris, what were your thoughts on episode 12? Not the whole series, just episode 12.
1: Just episode 12? It wasn't bad. I, I was actually intrigued. I was paying attention for like 80% of it. hmm so, I mean, that's pretty high. And I, I do like when they kind of all meld together. Yeah. But... I don't know. I I just don't care. Okay. I just don't like half the character, So
3: I'm like Let's do
0: whatever. Ash, what were your thoughts
1: on episode twelve? I loved it. Uh, I
2: like the I like that we finally got to see all of them mixing and matching between between each other. Um, I like that everybody got used. You know, we got to see everybody's talents at use. Right. Um. Yeah, I thought that was great. Uh, the, uh, and I like the playoff, uh, between everybody, uh, especially, um, when Wolfgang showed up toward the end, that was fantastic, yeah. and, uh, a couple of the other ones, um, the, uh, uh, but yeah, no, I liked the, the episode overall, I thought it was really well done, I liked the little nods to, the, like, the John Woo moments, and right. just the, the the whole escape, him infiltrating in the escape sequence, I was, like, tense the whole time. Like, uh, <laughs> when uh, when Will was, like, you know, trying to, you know, caress over the whole one, I'm like, okay, this is tender and touching and everything. Well, you need to hurry the fuck up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. Absolutely. Uh, but, uh, no, I thought it was really good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it wasn't. Honestly, it wasn't exactly what I was expecting it to be, but I loved it. Um and it flew by. Like I was shocked that it was already over when it was. Um and it was another 55-minute episode or close to it, and I just thought it was the most action or the most exciting episode of the series so far. Um and the only question I have now is I I don't get Whispers can supposedly hear and see everything Will knows and sees. So how are they safe at this point? You know, that I think that's the biggest question I have coming out of this season as a whole. Can't whispers just fly to where they are and be done with them all? Or, you know, what's stopping that from happening?
2: Any any well, thoughts? Well, right now they're keeping them unconscious. Uh, so whispers can't see shit. Okay. Uh, and um, But. Uh, my wife and I were talking about it. The only way that they can really do it is keep him out until they get him you know, somewhere. Um, no recognizable landmarks, no nothing. And then you can wake him up, you know, like, like you can have him in a cabin out in the middle of nowhere. Right. Or, you know, even like, oh, yeah. And he wouldn't be allowed outside. Obviously, you'd have to you'd have to stay inside. And mm. They'd have to keep the windows covered and shit. Um At least until they figure out how to either block whispers or kill whispers.
1: Yeah. See, I think they're just going to cut his eyes out, blinding. (laughs) Oof. And then he can't see. Yeah, but he can still, he's in his
0: head, though. Like, he can, anything he thinks, he can, you know, whispers can hear, basically. Yeah, but
2: then they won't know where he is. I mean, he can think and hear it as much as he wants, but then he still won't know where the hell he is.
1: That's weird. In theory, they could keep him blindfolded, too, but I'm more, I, I want the blinding. (laughs) happen. <laughs> I want the more drastic thing to happen.
0: Right, exactly. Um yeah, but I thought this was just another beautiful episode. Um I love that the all the sensates played such a pivotal role in getting Riley free and really getting themselves free as a whole. Um and it's just such a I mean, all right. I'm talking a little bit about the whole seer the whole season. It, it's honestly it's it's one of the most beautiful television series quote unquote television series i've ever seen it some of the best cinematography in a television series that i've ever seen the wakowski the the wakowski's really nailed this i think um i just think it's just such a sight to see which is you know not everything but it, it you know it can be important and i think it is in this situation so let's get to the, to the big question. The same question I asked at the end of the scream TV series and a question I'm really only asking for posterity sake, cause I know the answer and everybody else does too. Chris is sense eight season one worth watching. Yes or no? No. Ash. Yes. Absolutely. And I say yes as well. Um, I'll go over my, I kind of wrote down some final thoughts here. So I just, I'll just go over these, Um, you know, is it worth watching? Absolutely, yes. It can be slow-moving at times, and a bit of it may seem like filler, but if you're invested in the characters like I was, this is an absolute thrill ride. Uh, the important thing to know about the series is that it is a character-driven drama, and it's not typical sci-fi. Um, there are sci-fi elements, but it's really a, a a character drama. And if you don't like the characters a few episodes in, then you're just wasting your time because these characters are what the whole series is, a, uh, is about, uh, you know, for me, the writers have painted stellar characters that I absolutely love and I've enjoyed watching for almost 12 hours over the past month or so, or however long we've been watching it. They're fully realized in a way that I can't say I've seen before in a television series after only one season. Most series will take you three, four, five seasons to get the characters fully developed, but here we know virtually everything we could know about them or or you know need to know about them in only one season. Um and so it's gonna be interesting to see where the next season goes, but I'm guessing it'll be more about the bigger picture and how these sensates survive than about kind of the small interpersonal relationships amongst them. But either way, I am absolutely in for another season and 2017 cannot get here quick enough. So, Ash, what are your or I'll, I'll go hit Chris first. So <laughs> overall thoughts on
1: Eight season one as a whole. Boring. I mean, that that's about it. I was just bored. I didn't mm-hmm. like ninety percent of the characters, and then a lot of the characters I did like they either did nothing with, or the plot went in a way that I just didn't like and didn't care for. So,
0: wow, it went it, from fifty percent to ninety percent really fast of the characters you disliked.
1: Yeah. It just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen Heroes. You guys haven't, right? I think Heroes is a much better story it's better developed better in every aspect of it that's just my thought
0: all right and what about you ash overall thoughts on season one of sense eight uh or,
1: i'd like it I, I i really loved it
2: uh i'd have to agree with you on that if you you know you're two episodes in and you don't really like any of the characters you should just stop watching because yeah you're not getting anything out of it um I because you're engaged, I was engaged with the characters; it wasn't boring for me. But I I, I see where Chris is coming from, though. You know, if you're not engaged with the characters, you're not. It's just not gonna click. because mm-hmm. yeah, it, it it really is. It's about the characters. Yeah, there's sci-fi elements to it, but like a lot of good sci-fi, they actually spend time dealing with the people, and and they make it about the people. Yeah, and and them trying to cope in a highly unusual situation. Um, so I really like that, and and it was in. Well, I know you guys were grossed out by it. I it was interesting to see them kind of just like, okay, fuck it, we're gonna show this just because. Yeah, uh, and just about anything, you know, just <laughs> it's like <laughs> hmm? the up close birthing shot.
3: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: did you catch that no she says she says oh my god that's how that's how it works put on your big boy pants (laughs) Uh, gross
0: i'll put on my uh but uh and and
2: but they 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 dealt with a lot of the stuff in a way that it hasn't been dealt with in mainstream media well mainstream media i know that Chris said they they dealt with some of the the the, uh, the more of the gay plot lines in like gay media which I haven't watched. Right. I hadn't freely met. But uh it was interesting to see them actually deal with it in a more mainstream show.
0: hmm Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad that we decided to watch through this because otherwise I never would have watched it i mean frankly it wasn't even really on my radar when it first came out people were talking about it but i didn't really have a, an interest in seeing it um and I, I think it. i feel like it was chris who recommended this whole series i think I did. oh did you okay for some Maybe. reason i thought it was chris but that's that, that makes more sense <laughs> i guess but um yeah so i am you know I'm, I'm just really happy that we were able to get through this uh this season and, uh, it's, it sucks that the next season won't be until 2017. You know, we're gonna have the full year in between, but it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. So yeah, that, I guess, uh, wraps up the season one of sense eight, which is awesome. So with that in mind, we are now looking ahead. And before we started recording tonight's podcast, we were able to pound out a schedule for our upcoming shows. And it was actually a lot easier than I was anticipating. So that was awesome. So here's what you guys have to look forward to. And it's coming a lot sooner than you might expect. Today is Thursday. That's when we're recording it. You'll be listening to it if you you know no earlier than Sunday. Most likely. And so basically here's what we're going to do. Saturday night we're going to watch Ash versus Evil Dead. Monday night we're going to record a podcast about it. Wednesday, you're going to hear the podcast about it. So sticking to our weekly schedule, we're just moving it uh, ahead a little bit to kind of compensate for one, schedule changes at at our places of business. And two, also for the fact that Ash vs. Evil Dead comes out on on Saturday nights. If we were waiting until Sunday to post episodes, we'd be over a full week behind, and that's just not cool. So if you watch Ash vs. Evil Dead on Stars. On Saturday nights, look for our podcast about the show on Wednesday night or Wednesday morning, actually, because I'll be at work. So it'll be going Wednesday morning. But the other cool thing about these podcasts upcoming are that they are only half an hour episodes. So one, we're probably looking at a bit of a shorter episode, which might be good for some people, might not be good for others. But uh, whichever way you fall, it's probably going to happen. Um, but the other thing about that is we get to add in something uh, extra. So for the f- episode one of the Ash vs Evil Dead, we're going to. Uh, so the next episode will be the episode one of Ash vs Evil Dead review and a review of the original Evil Dead film. Epis- the next episode will be episode two of Ash vs Evil Dead and Evil Dead two, and then it'll be Evil Dead or Ash vs Evil Dead episode three and a review of Army of Darkness. And then the remake of The Evil Dead and episode four of Ash vs. Evil Dead. So the next four, we have planned a film with the Ash vs. Evil Dead movie or TV series. Couldn't possibly be any more tongue-tied if I tried, but nonetheless, that's what we're doing. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I I still have not seen Army of Darkness. We actually recorded an episode probably close to tonight, one year ago today. Uh, at least one year ago this week that went live on Halloween last year, which if you haven't seen, you should definitely listen to. Um, But one of the shames on my list that I haven't seen, one of the the things I haven't seen was Army of Darkness. And so uh, I will be correcting that in the coming weeks here, which I'm pretty excited about. So definitely looking forward to moving on to Ash vs. Evil Dead. It'll be a lot different podcast than... Sense eight was, I'm sure, and that's totally fine. Uh, so make sure you're watching along with that. It's on stars, which is a pay channel, but uh, you know, do what you gotta do. Hint, hint. All right. You just you gotta watch it so you can listen to us talk about it. Okay. Anyway, make sure you check out the 13 days of Halloween. Uh by the time this podcast goes live, all 13 days will be up there. Hell, the whole month of October was just filled with horror reviews, so make sure you check that out. Uh, November 1st, we have a write-up from a guest contributor going live, which I'm really excited about. It'll be his uh, first piece on the website. Um, And it was a wrap-up of Fantastic Fest. So make sure you check for that on November 1st, which is Sunday, the day this podcast will be going live. And as always, any questions, comments, anything like that, you can always find us on Twitter, at Cinefessions or at Simon1 for me, at D-H-G-F-A-S-H-E for Ash or at wolverine factor for chris always hit us up there and if you have any other things that are you know need to go more than 120 characters just email us at contact at cinefessions.com and we want to thank you guys if this is where you're getting off the train we want to thank you for listening to the sense eight shows if for whatever reason you're not watching Ash versus evil dead but hopefully you'll still stick around and listen to our reviews of the movies which i'm sure you have seen or are interested in seeing if you're listening to us because that's just the kind of crowd that we, uh, inspire. So, and, uh, thank you, Ash. Thank you, Chris specifically, or not specifically. Thank you, Chris, especially, I guess I should say for sticking through sense eight, even though you didn't like it.
3: Hell yeah.
0: I appreciate your uh, commitment <laughs> to huh. to the
1: listeners. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. So I mean,
0: good, excellent. All right. Well, gentlemen, you have a good night. Uh, make sure you do a lot between now and Monday. So we have a lot to talk about Monday night. And Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, so thank you everyone for listening and we will catch you next time. <laughs>